Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. I'm off to visit my mom and her boyfriend, Jim, for the holidays. I used to tease them about all the smoke detectors at their house, even though it saved the day when I burnt the pizza to a crisp that one time. I just couldn't take my eyes off the game. Thank goodness for that smoke detector doing its job. Relying on what works is important, not just for me, but for my mom and Jim. That's why I got vaccinated for COVID-19 before traveling for the holidays. Keep relying on what works. Visit vaccines.gov for more COVID-19 info. Listener discretion is advised. Are you ready to get your mind blown? One angry New York City Puerto Rican decided to start a radio show. Determined to piss the world off by shoving a mirror in front of society's face. He kicked them in the balls. What are you? Who are you? This is the Crotch Shot Radio Show. Crotch Shot Radio Show. This is not a test. This is a broadcast transmission. We're going to stay on the air. And now, and now, the Wimpy. The Wimpy. the crotch shot radio show where we kick the issues in the balls we are on an active war against bullshit we would do anything and everything to expose bullshit the ends sometimes justify the memes so if you're angry and want the truth exposed then strap in them prepared to be shocked this is smash mouth talk if you can't accept that then fuck off i'm your host louis b i takes no bullshit from nobody i actually expose the bullshit of society and chop it up into these easy to digest chunks for you today won't be any different today i'm going to be talking about another antifa a collaborator by the name of daryl lamont jenkins this man is a liar kind of like um actually along the the same some of the lines as um uh, spencer sunshine uh he likes to call himself a researcher likes to say that he exposes racist but he just basically tries to create boogeymen so that way he could justify making money but i am going to be joined with my co-host uh senor gabe brown and i am getting him on here okay boom the subscriber you have dialed is not in service son of a bitch all right Let's see what the fuck. 
Okay. Oh, wait. That's what I did wrong. All right. Ba ba ba. And I I I uh I dialed the wrong number. Okay. I put a two instead of a seven. All right. There we go. Got him on, and let's play his intro. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, statesman, researcher, scholar, a uniter within the patriot movement, one of Antifa's most hated foes. I proudly give to you, Gabriel Brown. Hey, what's happening? How are you? Welcome. Welcome back. Long time no talk to. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm hanging in there. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, we're going through a dark winter, so I'm just trying to shine some light on this darkness, you know? The dark, the darkness, the darkness of the... Trying to warm things up a bit here because yeah. it's a little chilly and cold and brutal right now, you know? Yeah, it, it, it's actually the first the first real frost of the season has uh, started today. It, it snowed for the first time this year. In New York, I, when I looked out the window, I saw the flurries. I'm like, "Son of a bitch!" Time to nope. break out the the long johns and and the whatnots. Make oh, sure yeah. I don't freeze my tukis off. Yeah, no, I was chilly. I was out all day. Mm. I was running around trying to do stuff. Yeah, so I definitely not. Yeah, I mean, I got to tell you though, that morning sky, like. 6.30 in the morning, really, uh, had some nice color to it. it had that, like, reddish, uh, grayish color. Yeah. I, I felt like I was up in the woods. It was really nice. It, it felt kind of uh, ominous to me, like, uh, the end yeah, of times was definitely feels like that Christmas time, although not much of what's going on right now feels like Christmas. I mean, it, it doesn't feel like... like- Feels like the Soviet Union. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, Siberia well, the thing is, I've never celebrated the holidays because of how I was raised. Was part, no, I know you Jehovah's but, Witness, right? Yeah, I mean, I was raised Jehovah's Witness, and um, the thing is, I mean, there were like even though I never celebrated the holidays, there was always still that 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 spirit in the air. It's it's still a good social time for people to get together. It's a good excuse for people to get together, you know, during a cold time. Everybody's warm. Everyone's hanging out together socially. You know, you don't have to necessarily social, you know, celebrate the holidays per se, but it's like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, when the Super Bowl, you know, football games, you know, people get together on Monday mm-hmm. night to see football at the bar. You know, they're chatting, they're chilling, they're, you know, getting beers eating some dinner together. Mm-hmm. You know, there's it's a good social aspect to it. And, and the same thing can be said about the holidays, even if you don't celebrate. It's still, still a good time to get together, or at least it used to be. I don't know what's going on now with all this, um, you know, authoritarian lockdown stuff, but you, you, I think you get what I'm saying. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, no, uh, I mean... Well, the th- what do we got going on tonight? Well, the th- well before, before we go, the thing I wanted to say was, like... You you just don't you don't feel that type of uh, that type of inc- excitement uh, the the for lack of a better term the magic in the air this time of year now 
you you don't you don't feel it. It's like everyone everyone's on the edge. It's like fuck it the fuck out my way. Like I mean I I like I almost got hit by a uh, a delivery uh, biker, you know, uh, the other right. day, and because he he ran the red light, and he looks at me like I'm the asshole. I'm like you fucking son of a bitch, get your ass back over here. I was I I was I started chasing him, and he starts he hits the motor. I'm like you faggot. <laughs> I'm like. Like, well, I guess the holiday season uh, flew out the window there. Yeah, I hear no. you on that. Yeah, people are just uh, yeah, people are definitely nuts this time this this time of year. Not yeah. not necessarily this time of year, but this this time mm-hmm. this year <laughs> yeah. because of all this COVID nonsense and this lockdown. I mean, he, he, it's mm-hmm. they're just getting crazier with it everywhere. Like they really, they they really te- they you know what it was they they beta tested all this stuff early in the year. Yeah, they found out what they can they can convince the public to submit to, and now they're they're using whatever they got and they're really pushing it. And they got these slaves. I'm gonna call them slaves because I mean, what else am I gonna call them? These commas are they're 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 getting the tattletale on people. Yeah, I was just right before I got on the show here tonight with you. I was just talking to a friend of mine who said somebody mm-hmm. called the police. On their friend for not wearing a mask in New York City. I swear to God, I was just told this. That's so that's so fucking annoying. It's the, like, oh my god, the cop didn't do anything, but yeah. uh, you know, because cop was cool apparently. But still, like some some psycho person felt the need to report somebody to the authorities because they weren't wearing a mask. Like, where the fuck is the law? Tell me, show me where the fucking law is where I have to fuck. Like, like this reminds me. All this, this reminds all me. All this did, uh, yeah. I'll let you speak. Yeah. I'll let you speak. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. The, the thing is, all this did was in, this empowered people with a natural mm-hmm. authoritarian bent in their, you know, because that's the way their personality is. Yeah. To literally become authoritarians in the street and try to, like, run policy on your life. Mm-hmm. And now they think they've been emboldened and empowered to be, um, you know, authoritarians in our lives, just on a private level, just on a micro level. Mm. And that's what pisses me off the most. These people have become, you know, they think they're so empowered to do this that they literally try to control your life. It's not the government doing it. It's not the police. It's some busybody on the street who's going to tell you how to live your life and what you can and can't do Yeah, as if you're doing something wrong. And, I mean that, that that pisses me off even more than the state or or you know quote unquote authorities doing this. Right. I don't like them doing it. I expect that kind of behavior out of them. But when it comes to the citizenry, or, or you know, we're supposed to be about liberty and against stuff like you know the authoritarian lockdown stuff, and these people are reveling in it, and they they want to impose it upon you, and that. The fact that they want to be slaves to the system and they want to enslave you, that that's, I don't know, something about that just sets me off mm-hmm. more than the actual government doing it. Well, because yeah, they're mean, slaves and they don't even yeah, know it. I, I mean, this is the thing. This is the thing. I mean, they think that they're, they're doing something uh, that they're actually, we're protecting the world by, you know, imposing our will on other, like, this has happened to me twice this year. I mean, it's, uh, over the summer, an old lady, she was like 10 feet away from me. Like, sir, can you put your mask on? I'm like, ma'am, it's 70 degrees outside. I'm in the sun. Yeah. Um, 
you're 10 feet away. You're walking in the fucking street itself. You should worry about getting hit by a fucking garbage truck rather than me having fucking COVID. You're wearing a mask. You're wearing a mask yourself. If you're so worried about your old ass catching COVID, which, yes, I understand, you are more than likely to, to die from it if you catch it. Stay your ass home. He's like, well, this is why I can't go to the beach. And I'm like, good, then don't stay home. Yeah. And I'm like, and, and I'm like, ma'am, ma'am, leave me alone. It's like, I hope you can't. Like I hope you catch it. <laughs> I'm like I already have it. I have I have antibodies, bitch. Oh, I'm like, and then and then my neighbor, she gets on the elevator. She's dressed up like she's in a, like uh, she just came out of the movie Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> oh man! And she's like, so "Can you put your mask on? Can you put your mask?" I'm like, "Don't worry, I voted for Trump. I'll be all right." No, I know, but you know, can you put your mask? Are you gonna put your mask on? I'm like, no. And she like exactly. looks, at, and she looks at me. She's just like, I'll take the next elevator. I'm like, fine. I'm gonna make sure I cough on that one too. It's like you. Oh, well, that's just it. Yeah, I agree. Like, and, I, and I'm, I'm gonna like, tell you, you, like you, you get harassed a few times. So I get harassed uh, a yeah. couple times each month. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, whether it's five or ten times, I swear to God. And it's not like I have my mask so far down past, you know, off my face that you you see my mouth. I just don't cover my nose because I have problems breathing. And I stay away from people. And the thing is, if they didn't come up to me and start, like, freaking out. Like, today I had two people yelling at me. Like I said, I, one woman screaming at me to put my mask over oh, my yeah. nose. Like I did, like I murdered somebody and the other person's just being snooty and snotty. When the second person did that to me, I lost it and I yelled at her in the store and I waited for her to come out. When she came out, I, I basically told her like people like you're responsible for 40 million people losing jobs and our whole country being in total wreck right now. And of course she had her white knight protector. Of course. You know what it is? If you want to come and introduce your authoritarianism into my life, mm-hmm. I'm going to introduce my resistance into your life, yeah. and I'm going to yell at you. And that's the way I feel, and some people think it's unorthodox, and I look like a psychopath if I do that, but mm-hmm. what what am I supposed to do? I mean, I'm look at all the stories coming out. With the, look at the business owner out in, uh, what is it, in Los Angeles who was told she can't have her business open, but they have a movie set next door to her. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're all allowed to have picnics, and she's crying because yeah. she doesn't know what to do. And she, she bought – the problem with her is she bought into the system. So she's, like, hoping that they'll give her checks of money, and, like, they're not. She She doesn't realize she was duped. But she's asking reasonable questions why she can't have her business open 50 feet away, but they can, you know, do whatever they want. Yeah. Uh, I I hope it's a wake-up call to people. But the, the thing is, enough stuff has happened where it's utterly ridiculous. And these people, I don't know where they've been for the last eight months that they don't see what's happening. Mm-hmm. I don't get how they don't know it. So it's almost like I have to yell at them like, what, why are you why are you being ignorant to the point you don't even know what's going on? It's like you want to tell me what to do and you have no clue what's happening around you. So yeah, yeah I get a little uh, I get a little ticked off and 
I definitely don't do a very orthodox way of dealing with these people. But I, mean, I guess some what you say, uh, somebody throwing a bucket of cold water on them. Like, honestly, it, it, it's gotten to the point where you can't be rational with these people anymore. You can't talk to them nice. Like, we tried to talk to them nice for four years. We tried to be reasonable for four years. Now it's like, no, you're trying to take my fucking rights. You're trying to take my life because you're scared. Like, I, I mean, honestly, after after I had COVID... After I had fucking COVID, that the fact that I was treated like someone that fucking raped children. You were treated like a pedophile with yeah. AIDS and cancer all at once. Exactly. And I mean, and the fact that there's, there's still some people that think I could still transmit the fucking disease. Meanwhile, they don't know what they're even talking about. They don't, they don't know what the fuck. Or they, they, think like, the stu- they think the disease is like still sitting on counters. Yeah, I mean, it's like... They, that's, yeah. that's been... They, now that they admitted that, that it's actually not on counters. It, it doesn't actually stay on things as long as they <laughs> say it does. But, you know, people still believe that. They're still sanitizing the hell out of everything. Which, I mean, which and is fine. And they're still which wearing is, these masks that don't work. Which is fine and dandy. I sanitize everything when I clean my apartment. There's I mean, nothing that, wrong with sanitizing yeah, it, but yeah. they're acting like, uh, you know, they're acting crazy like yeah. every second they sanitize. And you know what the worst part mm-hmm. about it is? The more they sanitize everything as rapid as they do, they're actually probably helping these diseases build immunities to all the freaking cleaning products uh, that yeah. are out there. They're going to make it worse. And and the fact that people are getting sick from things because they're they're preventing themselves from getting sick, they're just going to make their immune system weaker and they're not going to be able to protect themselves against actual diseases yeah. that could kill them. I mean, remember remember when I first got better, I was telling you I feel like I've gotten stronger? Yeah. Because like, your body rebuilt itself. It's, it's you know... It's it, not to say that people can't get permanent, like, you know, side effects from this thing, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it, you like you said, your body built itself back up because it became strong. It, it just... it got it's, mm-hmm. it's like you got kicked off a horse, and you needed a, a moment because you got the wind knocked out of you, and you needed a moment to recover, and now you right. recover, and you get back up on the horse. Yeah. Yeah? You know? Exactly. Exactly, and you know it comes at it comes back to attack you. It's not probably not going to attack you this time because you you got the body, you know, antibodies that can mm-hmm. fight off now. Yeah, which so. I mean, I probably if I do catch it again, it probably won't be as severe. Um, <clears throat> damn, I think I'm fighting another cold. I'm, I think I'm fighting another cold, which probably will get its ass kicked, <laughs> like the coronavirus got its ass kicked, because my body is like, oh, fucking a cold. The fuck, I had corona. Let me kick this pussy right out of here. So everybody I know that had it is um, survived. Yeah, I'm not saying people didn't die. I'm just saying everyone I personally consider friends, they all survived. Mm-hmm. So you know, and they they're not dead. They're they're living their lives. They're they're getting through it. You know, I knew people who were all deadly scared of catching it, and then when they got it, they. Uh, well, I guess that went out the window because they realized it wasn't as crazy as they thought it was. Yeah. And they they just went off and lived their life. So, I don't know. It's just... So I'm not saying that nobody died. I'm just saying well, people I, mean, I know who caught it survived it. Yeah, I mean, but what I'm saying is if you're... Not if, if, if people are worried about catching it, if you're if you're one of those people that, that have cancer or that are in the, um, in the uh, group of people that it is... Ultimately, they they say it's dangerous to catch it. Stay home. 
But the thing is, if you're one of these people that that are are afraid of everything, yet they and, and honestly, these are the same type of people that fucking probably shoot up, shoot, or shot up fucking heroin back in the '80s, and they're fucking worried about the corona. Suck my dick. Here's what I don't understand: this woman's at a supermarket in public, and she's worried about getting sick. Why the hell are you not at home? Yeah, why? Why, why don't you live in the age you can order this crap from Amazon? Yeah. You don't need to be at the supermarket. Go order this stuff from Amazon. Exactly. Or, or why don't you... I mean, it hurts the local markets not being out there, but if you're going to come out, don't freaking act like a psycho telling people they got to put a freaking muzzle on their face and they're like you're some pet dog. Yeah, I mean... I'm nobody's pet dog. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's either that or fucking walk around like a bubble boy like you're fucking John Travolta. Just walk around in the fucking well, bubble. Get a, get a fucking space. They did have those concerts, you know, where they were all bubbles. <laughs> Oh well, yeah. There you go. It works. The system works. Get yourself a get yourself an outbreak uh, costume. Uh, hook up a, a fucking decan uh, decontamination fucking tent before you walk in your house, so that way it, sp- it sprays like that 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 uh, that uh, 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 antiseptic on your on your suits before you walk in. Uh, you know, get the get the UV light so it burns off burns off this shit and you'd be fine just like just just why don't you just tent your house like fucking they did in et and you'd be all right <laughs> just stop fucking bothering everybody yeah this is what this is what i find ironic yeah. i did not think the filmmakers of the movie bubble boy intended to make a documentary when they made that yeah with jake gyllenhaal <laughs> i don't think that was intended to be a documentary no. nobody it was intended to be a comedy because the absurdity of a person running around the world wearing a plastic bubble over them was laughable. Yeah. Now everybody's actually like, yeah, we need to do that. We're all going to die if we don't do that. You're all going to die if you if you let these people have their way because mm-hmm. they don't know what they're doing to protect. The, the people, honestly, let's think about this. Louis. If we're dealing with a disease nobody in their life ever encountered before, how can anybody honestly claim to be a quote-unquote expert on how to deal with it if they've never dealt with this before? Well, I mean, and also, I mean, this is this is the thing I've also been hearing. How can we... Why forget, how can are we, we forget, taking them serious? Yeah, and why are we taking this vaccine serious? Why are we taking any of these people serious? Like, they've not... never encountered this before. or, or And you know what? If they're claiming to know so much about it... Why do they know so much about it then? What do they know? Yeah. Maybe they know something that we don't, but either way, the point is, I don't think they know. I think they're just winging it and yeah. just like coming up with insane um, conclusions because they they can. And for whatever reason, people are buying into it. Oh, like yeah. it's uh, the authority. Well, because- the authority doesn't know what it's talking about because it keeps changing its story every five seconds. Well, yeah, because they, they, they do all this fucking fear mongering. And that's that's all these people know is is the fear. That's that's it. That's all they know is is the. Fear. I mean, let's 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 think about it, Louie. They lock things down. The spread came back, yep. even though we locked everything down. Oh, they and they so bl- they're blaming if, it on Thanksgiving. We, they're blaming the spread. It, they bra- they're blaming the second the the second wave on. Th- How stupid does that doesn't even make sense? Yeah, they're blaming the rally on. Uh, for Trump, uh, uh, like a couple weeks ago on that Saturday, as a super spreader, they're saying the event that's happening this weekend mm-hmm. is going to is a super spreader. Yeah, Antifa was complaining, saying, "Oh, 
these terrible people are going to be super spreading COVID. They, they, this can't be, this can't happen. I guess smashing windows and destroying everything for BLM, that, that's not a super spreader. But, the, you know, the Proud Boys getting together and Patriots of all varieties and Alex Jones, everybody, that, that's a super spreader. What about, what about yeah, these I, okay. fucking cel- Biden celebrations that happened? How was that not a super Everyone was out on the fucking street banging fucking drums. Sharing bottles of champagne. Yeah. Like <laughs> Passing it around like heroin addicts passing needles. I will use that comparison yeah. because it's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and this whole thing is disgusting. Drinking some COVID backwash. Yummy. Yeah. But that that's okay. No no big deal. But I'm going to have somebody in a supermarket tell me I got to put thing over my nose because I shouldn't be allowed to breathe. You know, my asthma doesn't, mm-hmm. they, they don't care if I have an asthma attack, but you know, as long as they don't get imaginary disease that I don't have. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to call it imaginary, not because it is imaginary, but in their, if they think I have the disease and I'm going to spread it to them, it's an imaginary thing. It's not going to happen. And quite frankly, you know, I, I, I've developed a new rule for these people. Anybody who wants to come up to me and start telling me, do that because of yada, 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 I'm going to be like, well, how do I know you don't have the disease? And how do I know you're not going to spread it to me? Why don't you get away from me? That's what I'm going to tell these people from now on. Mm-hmm. Because they act like I'm the one who's the problem. It's like, no, mate. How do you know that you're not the problem? You know, you're so concerned wearing the damn thing, and maybe you're the one who's spreading it. Yeah, ain't, ain't that? So like, leave me alone. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, like, I mean, the one thing is, like, these people, like, okay, you're you you're you're in a fucking bulletproof vest on. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. So that means your mask doesn't work. I have to wear a mask and you have to wear a mask? I'm not French kissing you. Like, you know, what the fuck? They obviously they have uh, flawed logic. Mm-hmm. Obviously, their thing that they're they they're using doesn't work because if it did, they would be immune to it. Right. It would, I wouldn't be spreading anything because it wouldn't catch on some. So, anyways, let's uh let's move yes. on to the main topic here. Uh, yeah, what do we got? To we we uh, apparently a, fr- uh, a a a friend of yours did a um, oh. did an interview. On a show called the Greg Hausch Show. Oh, uh, who's my friend? <clears throat> uh, a Mister Daryl Lamont Jenkins. Oh, yes, interesting. Well, weren't 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 you at his son's bris? <laughs> I don't know. He, uh, I, I don't know if I was there, but he certainly. Uh, he was in New York City a couple years ago, and I actually did an hour and a half long interview with him. Oh. Uh, talking about all sorts of interesting topics, such as uh, 
anti-fund the Ford Foundation, which he didn't really have an answer for. He, he kind of denied it and laughed it off. Said, "Why would why would Henry Ford uh, be supporting you know Antifa when he was a Nazi?" Right, right. Well, he knew enough about that, but um, he, he did find it a little funny. But if you watch the interview, there's uh, I do I actually ran into well, him. It was the first time I ran into him in person, and he. Uh, <laughs> He tried to accuse me of being a Nazi and all this stuff. Well, I mean, isn't that their uh, modus operandi? Like, uh, I mean, yeah. they, they that this is how they make their money. Like, kind of like the uh, the what was that called? The the um that that outfit that Gavin is suing. Who? What's they? The Southern Poverty Law Center. Yeah, isn't that the same the same uh, shtick they do? Is like. We need to create white supremacists. We need to create Nazis in order so that way we could continue yeah. getting the donations rolling to I us. Have a ter- I have a term for that. Yeah. I don't know if I coined it, but I, it's certainly become a term I've used over the years. Sure. I call it inflate the hate. Yes. Because you inflate the hate groups by adding everybody to the list even, yeah. and expanding the definition to the point where it's ballooned. Fiat so racism. That's a term I use, you know. A fiat, a fiat racism. Yeah. So. so, yeah, I ran into him a couple of years ago. Um, I had just, uh, if you do watch that uh, debate, um, I'd, I'd call him out on a lot of hard, I, I put some hard questions to him. And I, you know, which I never really got answers to on quite a few of the stuff. Right. But he, he's an interesting character. He's been around a long time. And, uh, you know, he does go after actual Nazis at times. But unfortunately, the, the problem I have with him is that he has a tendency to incorporate conservatives and others into the mix because he's just anti anything right wing, no matter what it is. So he he, was, uh, yeah, he really comes off as snarky. Like I, like it's the whole arrogance for me. It's, it's the, you know, you know, it's like he, he thinks he knows better than someone when he's getting it completely wrong. It's like okay, if you're gonna be if if you're if you're going to be an asshole, at least be fucking correct. Don't just be like, oh well. Don't just go with the lazy argument that anyone that I don't agree with is obviously a racist. I mean, it's people, and, then, and obviously yeah. it's people like him that create ra- racism. Well, the thing about him too is then he, you know, if you try to talk with him, he'll he'll argue, oh, I don't I don't accuse everybody of being Nazis. Even if he may possibly do that, right? But right. it's 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 really interesting because he he'll say things, and you can watch it. And you don't have to take my word for it. And what I've noticed is sometimes he'll say things, and then when you watch it or if you have reference to other things, he's either inaccurate or um, he's conflating things right. that aren't. And I've seen this time and time again with him, and I, and I you know, it's an honest critique of his, you know, right. what he does. I just don't, I, I don't mind him going after real Nazis. I just don't like the fact that he's lumping all us in with those it's, Nazis. It's a lazy argument. That's the thing. It's just being lazy. I mean, because there's no nuance, nothing. It's just, let's just call them all Nazis. It makes his job a lot easier. To do that, and and you know, all you got to do is wax poetic, uh, make up some flowery words, and uh, to try to convince weak-minded people who are not going to do their own research. Which um, that's another video we'll we'll go on if we have time. Um, yeah. You know, the, you know, pertaining to what I did last week. But in fact, let's let's just get into the video right now, and 
what we're going to do is, um, if you want, we'll stop it point by point like we did for the... Yeah, um, we'll, uh, we'll give it a, you know, I, you know how we should do this? Right. We'll, we'll play a bunch of the footage, mm-hmm. you know, and if we really got to stop it, we will. Yeah, yeah. We'll give a little bit of context, you know, for, you know, maybe a minute, two minutes, three minutes clips, even mm-hmm. five. But then we'll try to, you know, stop it. If they say things that are completely outrageous, then mm-hmm. we obviously got to stop the clip and talk about it. Because, as you know, they mm-hmm. will say that. And there will be plenty to talk about. All right. So, I think that would work. I think that would work well. We are, and look at that. Our first new follower of the night is Derek. All right. Whatever. Here for work. Oh, yep. fuck. All right. Uh, it's Philly. Philly. See what happened. Me and you? I moved out of. Okay, where the fuck does this... EST. Indeed, indeed. Up here in Boston, and uh, you're down in Philly Uh now, right? No, no, New Jersey these days. Oh, that's right, that's right. Last time I saw you was in Philly. No, the last time you saw me, I was in in Jersey. See, what happened... Me and you? I moved out of Philly, I would say about 2015. Yep. Yeah, I, I moved out in 2015 because I had to come here for work. Yep. Um... That's how I got I mean, to Boston work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and Jersey's where I grew up. I mean, right. basically what was happening was my um, my company was opening up another store, and they needed somebody familiar with the area, um, and that was me. So There you go, right? I mean, it's a perfect fit. So, uh, you know, I, I've, I've been a fan of all the stuff you've done, and, and you know, one of the things I, I like to kind of uh, point out to people about you in, very much in particular is um, – a lot of people have seen this fight as is uh, for only four years. Maybe even, you know, in the beginnings of the Trump stuff, six years. But this fight has been going on for a long time. And I'm not talking the standard racism that goes back since, you know, the species existed or the 400 years here in America. I'm talking about yeah. these types of organized groups, the Proud Boy style of groups. They've, there's, there's 30, 40, 50 years of these. And you've been in this fight for... Almost 30 of them, I believe. 40 years. <laughs> yeah, right? So, yeah, I mean, I always tell people I started when I was a kid. Yeah, you know, so... I mean, you know, I think... Um, and and, and how when do, you said people are just recognizing this fight over the past four years. You know, I mean, that really does frustrate the living daylights out of me, to be honest, because we've been trying to tell people that this fight was out there for even longer than that. And all we were told is... Just ignore them. Freedom of speech. Um, they don't have any real power. And now that Trump lost, everything that I said was going to happen is happening. Just because we saw it in um, Washington D.C. this weekend, it's just like just ignore them. They don't have any real power. We won. And I'm like, <laughs> haven't learned. Who is we? And what did we win? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not there. It's like. I mean, and I don't want to mention any names. There's a couple of celebrities that did that, celebrities that I otherwise respect. And it's like, listen, we don't have time to get liberal today. I mean, yeah, yeah. You saw what we, you saw what could happen if we don't get a handle on it. You're about to lose that handle. Right, right. <laughs> okay, let me, let me, let me just chime in. You know, this yeah. how, you know, that's how they like, we didn't win anything. Even, even when, <laughs> even when they supposedly get what they want. They are not happy, and this is why we can't we can't let up. On our side, we cannot let up. Not even we can't give an inch. 
Well, as you as you see, just by listening to everything he said, including the language yeah. that he's using, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you a little tidbit. Yes. I remember um, a video that was released in 2011 mm-hmm. at Occupy Philly, mm-hmm. Philadelphia, where there was an end of Fed group down there trying to expose the Federal Reserve, people who were in favor of Ron Paul. So guess who shows up to disrupt every bit of that? Uh, Daryl Daryl himself. Yeah, he showed up, and that video's out there. Um, he's accusing the, them, of, you know, the libertarians being fascists. Ron Paul's a fascist. He's a white supremacist racist because of the newsletters that were written, whether he wrote them or not. And yeah, he was just like, "We're going to shut you down. You're going to you're going to be gone when we sh- when I come back or something." Like he was implying he was going to get the anti uh, people to show up and basically shut them down. And he implied violence. And I think he even attacked the Constitution in that clip. Um, I'll, we'll, we'll have to find that clip at some point. I'll show it to you. But, yeah, he's a long, he does have, indeed, a long history of uh, going after uh, patriots and right-leaning stuff. And I've known about him for a very long time based on his you know exploits and that. And, yeah, he's... He has operated between Philly and the Jersey area, and he is a prominent figure in the Antifa circles. Mm. You know, he's definitely friends with Spencer Sunshine. Yeah, yeah. I can assure you that. And I can tell you that much. Why are these, like, Antifa guys have such punchable faces? Like, they, they <laughs> really, like I look at him, and I, I'm like, it's not because he's black. It's just he has that fucking... Type of fucking I know it all, but I don't know jack shit. Like type of like a uh, uh, fucking gypsy type huck, uh, shuckster, huckster, whatever that word is. Well, you know, tricks like a little trickster type like a charlatan. Yeah, yeah, like that whole charlatan yeah. face. That 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 whole yeah. arrogance to him that you just want to fucking you want to beat the shit out of him and, and just uh, tear, take him down a peg or two. Well, he's pissed off a lot of people over the years, and they, uh, he, he has made some enemies, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and the problem with him is, like I said, he he con- he conflates a lot of stuff. And uh, you know, you're hearing him talk now about <laughs> what happened that weekend, and what was that? That was the rally in D.C. And he's implying that he he basically made an implication, or you know, implying that uh, the right wing people are going to go out and hurt people if we don't have this, uh, you know, this checked on, you know, we don't, you know, put it in check. And he's telling people that it's not time to be liberal, implying, I guess it's time to be authoritarian Mm -hmm. because, you know, liberal, uh, he's implying liberals are complacent against the people on the far right, Mm -hmm. which these people are really aren't far right, (laughs) but he's again, complaining proud boys with the far right and all that stuff. And that's what he's doing right now in this clip. And I, I should also mention, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, Greg Hash is interesting because I did meet him a couple years ago at Providence, Rhode Island, when we, you know, the Proud Boys were at that rally. And, you know, he, he's an old-time uh, Occupy guy. And, you know, he, he knew some interesting characters like Weave himself he, he probably won't want to talk about that unfortunately i had to throw him under the bus mm-hmm. because he accused me of being a nazi when i was promoting information about you know 
Maxwell Hare and John Kinsman being falsely imprisoned. He said I was a Nazi on Facebook. So, yeah, yeah, he, he's got some interesting ties. If you look in the Leaves background and what he became, I find it hypocritical that, you know, he knew him and that he's acting like, oh, I'm perfect. It's like, stop accusing people of being things and then having an interesting history. He's, don't throw rocks at, at, at glass houses, I think the saying goes. Yeah. But, yeah, I, Greg Houch, you, you're going to hear a lot of interesting things, I'm sure, from this interview and what these it's, – it's good to understand who what you're dealing with here. Yeah. But, yeah, they're talking about how we got – you know, if, we, if they don't totally take power now, we're going to go run amok and we're going to be dangerous, violent extremists. They're going to blow everything up and kill people. Mm-hmm. That's what they're claiming about all of us in this clip so far. Right. And you know the deal. Anyway, I'll let you play more. Yeah, here we go. Hey. hey, I mean, if you talk like that, if you feel like that, of course, yeah. of course. No, meet him in the streets is 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 uh is my motto. I, I believe uh, yours uh, is uh, hate has consequences. Exactly. You know. I mean, yeah. The best way to fight, and that's the other part. The best way to fight hate speech is with more speech. We use the more speech. Just I agree. No. I agree. the The best way, but that that's why they try to silence us. If they like, that's the thing. This is what I always say. If 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 our ideas are so far fetched, let us talk, and then you come up with a you come up with a counter. Because and they always mock our ideas. They yeah. mock the ideas that we uh, are in favor of, but yet at the same time. They're mocked, but they're deemed dangerous. Yeah. If they're so, if there's such a mockery, why would you then try to censor and prevent mm-hmm. them from existing, rather than allow other ideas to counter them? Well, here's the thing: this we, is where the authoritarianism comes in. But this is the thing: I mean, as someone that does comedy, comedy is based on facts, based on reality, based on truth. When we make fun of their uh, positions. We're funnier because we are coming from honesty. We're coming from a true place. We're coming from reality. Whereas they're trying to distort reality so that way it bends it, it bends the narrative to their will. So that way whatever mockery they, they come up with makes sense only to them. They, they, I guess the dog whistle is the only thing they can hear. Because it's not to anyone but them. Yeah. They talk about dog whistles well, all day. Yeah, well, they're because, the only ones hearing dog whistles well, because it's, well, yeah, you it's, know why they talk about they're dog- the only ones that see something and something. Yeah, because they're they're a bunch of bitches, and only bitches hear dog whistles. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I mean, like I was watching as I was watching this, they were talking about Tiny. Uh, they'll 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 get to it. I mean, they're like, oh, I'm going to get up in Tiny's face. Yeah, I wish you would get up in Tiny's face. They had a chance. He was in Rhode Island. They they were actually right there, and Tiny was there, and uh, Joey Gibson was there. I I wasn't there in person when it happened, but I was in Rhode Island at the time when it was going on. I actually gave a speech calling Antifa out. But, you know, it's funny. I watch all that footage of, like, the fight that went down that day. More and more, it's just, like, based on listening to the audio and looking at the hand and arm gestures of the Antifa people, it really looks like they did start that fight. Yeah. I know they framed it as if Tiny was the primary assaulter. 
so to speak. I don't, I don't for lack of better words. Well, that's, that's the thing. They 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 have I to mean, do that because you know that's that's the only way they could get our howitzers off the board is if like oh he he's a he he hit us first. He did this. no. You first of all, I mean, look. Okay, I'm not talking about what's legal. I'm talking about street law, if you will. If you get up in another man's face, he is going to attack you. You do not invade someone's fucking personal bubble and think that you're just going to be able to just smack some, get close enough to smack somebody. That's just not well, how shit yeah. works. And, and, and Louie, yeah. I'm watching the footage. The per- Before Tiny hit this person mm-hmm. or the people there, one of the Antifa people put their arms around his arm. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. They put their hands on him, and he reacted and punched back, and they'll deny it. But it's yeah. it's on. Actually, it's matter of fact, it's on their own footage. Mm-hmm. So, and it looks like they edited a bunch of the audio yeah, and did I mean, stuff these, to these make it the, look like they were repeating. There's a lot of questionable yeah. things, and I mean, that's what they, they tried do. to paint this narrative. That's what they do. They they and, like to get up in your face. They like to get. They like to do just enough to make you react, so that way they could play victim. This is this is why people like Daryl Lamont Jenkins, uh, like people in Black Lives Matter, I have no problems getting up in their face and saying you are not a victim. There is no one after you, Daryl Lamont Jenkins. The, the the only people that are really after you are people that you have pissed off. You have earned many ass whippings. You have earned well, it I, because I will, of your lies. I, I'll say this much: he probably does actually have real Nazis after him because he's like he, you know the problem again with him is. He did go after real Nazis during the early days, mm. but the problem with him, he conflates everybody on the right as being like, he, he'll say he doesn't, but he does. And now he's got people that would have never cared to deal with him now at him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, not only does he have real Nazis, but he's got people that, you know, quite frankly, don't like Nazis either. Mm-hmm. Now, like, I mean, look at this. We're, we're talking about it. Yeah, I would never. He would never be part of our dialogue if he wasn't conflating everybody. No. He's made. So, he's made because honestly, money to bet. He'll call me a Nazi, and I'm like, well, I, he, know, I'm he, he might actually only yeah. because um, he he does bring up the idea that uh, people of color mm-hmm. are indeed fascists. Well, and, and you know, and what? can and that, be fascists and, and are fascists and. Uh, yeah. You know, can be Nazis now. That and, that's, that's and, the, and we heard Spencer in that broadcast that we talked yeah. about last time also bring up that point. So yeah. that's a talking point that these guys are now coming up with. Yeah, I mean, and and honestly, for, for that to come out of his mouth, that's kind of a microaggression uh, by using their own uh, def- terms and definitions. Because it's like, okay, so because I don't think like you, and because I don't kiss your ass, because. Apparently, I owe you something because of the whole civil rights movement, which you were obviously too young to be a part of. Really, um, I should be I should be kissing your ass because me as a Hispanic didn't suffer as much as you did. Oh, okay. Let's not like I mean. And then when you go through the history of okay, my my family had to deal with black racism when they first came to came to New York City from Puerto Rico. 
because yeah. because it was that same argument. You did you weren't here during the civil rights. You weren't here during segregation. You weren't here to deal with the racist da 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 da. da. Uh, you have you know you have straight hair da da da. You, you know you you didn't suffer as much as I did. So I have to I have to be racist towards you. I mean this is this is that same shit. This is that same type of spirit that I get from from people of color like him. That they, they they like okay I'm a Hispanic I didn't suffer enough I didn't suffer enough as a black person okay so I have to ignore I have to gloss over the racism from from blacks is that it is that what I have to do or and and if I do have a problem with it I get called a racist I say oh you have a problem with black you little racist oh so I have to put up with black supremacy. Which it's not a real thing. Yes, it is when you could, when you could go up on TikTok and say, "Oh, um, if if you have a white boyfriend, you're you're single to me. What's Timmy going to do?" And it's a black kid saying it, and it's like, um, <clears throat> "Timmy gonna kick. Timmy gonna shoot you. What the fuck you think Timmy gonna do? Like it's that it's that fucking racism. It's like you know." He's like, well, I, 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 you know, I, I, I dealt with four hundred years. Of, really, when did you pick cotton? Well, as you <laughs> notice in that clip, they did bring up the four hundred years uh, narrative. Yeah, of course. And I, I'm going to say something right mm-hmm. now. The United States of America, <clears throat> the, the very country, our Constitution, our Declaration of Independence, yeah, has not existed for four hundred years. Right. It's only existed for what two hundred and seventy years at the most, or sixty since seven since the seventeen seventy six, and really after the American Revolution when they actually when that war was won and they they basically yeah. officialized everything. Right. But <clears throat> technically, the country has not existed for four hundred years to have been part of slavery, and yes, yeah, slavery existed in this country up until about the eighteen sixties. So, how many years? It, it, it didn't even last for a hundred years in America. It ended like eighty years into its history, almost like ninety years. So, I mean, obviously, I don't know. This four hundred years narrative is a little flawed. They, they got a problem. They need to take it up with the Dutch. If the Dutch own slaves and the British. And yeah, I guess some of the American uh, colonialists. But the thing is, we didn't own slaves for 400 years, and they weren't slaves for 400 years under our watch. Yeah, two, but yeah, they were two, slaves. 244 <laughs> years we've been a country. So I, I love this. This so right off there, that that should debunk any kind of 1619 project. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, right off the bat. <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, that's, uh, next time somebody says 400 mm-hmm. years, be like, "Well, America didn't exist for 400 years yeah. as a country." So, yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and, your narrative slot. Yeah, I mean, and like I was talking to that that teenage girl, which everyone could listen uh, on the last episode. <clears throat> I mean, it, it, it's uh, millions of white men died to to abolish slavery. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. 
That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. So it's like, what more do you want? What more? Uh, like, what do I, you, I hate you to say it. I watched that clip, and I don't even think she knows anything about the Civil War, to be yeah. quite honest. Right. So, hey, let me... At least she studies a damn thing about it. Yeah, let, let, me, let me go back to this, and uh, let's... Because we got, like... Oof. Oh, well, we hey, we might have to do a two part because, yeah. as you know, there's a lot of bullshit in this clip <clears throat> that we gotta watch. <clears throat> yeah, yeah bu- 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 bullshit, as they say. Bullshit, <laughs> it's bullshit, my friend, bullshit. So here, let me go. Yes. So and, and the thing. Oh no, go on. No, well, so <clears throat> this, you know, and we we've, we've got time, so we we will definitely both ramble. I believe we are both uh, highly qualified to ramble. Um, you know, the first time I met you in person was um, in Philadelphia. Born and at, raised. Uh, at a protest there. On the uh, playground where I was fascist most of my days. Oh, wait. Uh, as uh, the right kind of didn't show up. I think there were, you know, all of like 20 of them in that big pen, uh, you know, and all of us on the other side of the street. And then, uh, you know, it was months later in a Rhode Island one that you showed up as well. And uh, me and you ended no. up in uh, Tiny Toisi's face, I believe. Yeah, well, here's the fun part. I didn't get actually get up in his face. No, I was. I was in his I face. Mean, I, was trying, I mean, he was trying to get in everybody else's yeah, face. Yeah, that's his thing. Taking it, right? Hey, Louie, stop this real quick. All right, go ahead. <laughs> if you want to actually, if people want to see what really happened in Rhode Island, there's plenty of footage out there. Uh, ironically, these characters filmed as well as others. Um, in terms of getting in Tiny's face, mm-hmm. he didn't really get in his face and start acting tough. He was just filming. Yeah. But this is an example of the dramatization that these people like to project in their discussion. Uh, uh, just, I just wanted a little disclaimer there. Of, you know? of, cor- of course, these are the type of uh, the, the, I, I I've like grew up with kids like this. Like it's usually the little kid that likes to smack the big guy upside his head, and then run run behind the teacher while where the big guy chases him to get his hit back. And it's like, oh, you he's smaller than you. You shouldn't do that. Like then why are you getting up in his face? I mean, Tiny and Greg House were, you know, Greg House was in the middle of the brawl from like, a, I wouldn't say safe distance, but he was in it filming. Mm-hmm. I would love to see his actual live stream footage, which mm-hmm. I can't find anywhere, but he claims that all the evidence is on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he saw him again later when Daryl and Tiny and Joey Gibson saw each other, but they didn't get in each other's face per se they were yelling at each other in a in a in a you know argumentative way i mean you know what i mean by yelling they weren't actually like screaming at each other but Mm -hmm. they were you know they were standing their ground when it came to what they were talking about aggressive negotiations yeah if i can can you can watch that footage and Mm -hmm. see for yourself (laughs) all right let's go back to the clip yeah that was before. The, I knew uh, they were like months apart. Yeah, the weeks apart. Because here's, here's the funny part. The yeah, yeah. Incarcerated Pride Boy Alan Swinney. Oh, gotta love Alan, and by that I mean hate. <laughs> Went to the one up in Boston. Yep. And that's where I first met him. Yep. Now, the next week, the next, uh, the next couple of weeks later, I see him in Philly, and I videotape him there. 
and he still has the white whatever that was on it and he made it clear and this is actually on the video on YouTube um, that there's probably still a little urine on his uniform it's just okay <laughs> sure just keep my distance and you go do as you do and the important part about that <clears throat> is that a cop came up to him while I was videotaping and this is also on video I mean I appreciate you out here but did you really have to do this and I was like, man, come on, keep pushing. Keep. This is the problem that we're having right now. We have too many police officers that are very friendly with this extremist side. Yeah. And, they, and, the pro, and, the, and the thing is, it's not hyperbole to say that anymore because the past six months has basically showed that to us. It's given us more and than enough evidence on video. Enough evidence, more than enough. Hey, Louie, uh, let's pause this. All right, go ahead. All right. Well, I'm going to address two. I'm going to address a few things. Mm-hmm. The stuff that he's talking about that was on Tiny's shirt, the the white stuff. It was um they they sprayed a fire hydrant on everybody. I'm sure you remember some of that from the footage you may or may not. I don't know if you watched that footage ever. Mm-hmm. But the problem is got stuff sprayed all over him at Providence, Rhode Island. And, yeah, Tiny probably did have that on him because he said in uh, a video that he didn't have any other clothes. And in a way, yeah, he might have had the urine on him. But you know what? That's just battle-tested clothing that he brought into battle. And, you know, it, it shows that he fought a good fight. And, he, yeah, these people laugh about what mm-hmm. was thrown. Antifa that day was throwing diarrhea on people. Yeah. Bottles filled with diarrhea and piss, and they're throwing in people's faces. Mm. This is how disgusting these people are, by the way. And that, to yeah, me, that, to that, me that's, that's, bi- that's what they do to that's, people. That's biological warfare. And honestly, if if someone threw spa- if a splash spread diseases, fe- yeah, hey, if, so, if somebody splashed feces on me, that's that's an, forget a fight. That's death right there. You you know, if I'm well, gonna, that's why Antifa got punched a bunch of times because they were throwing piss and crap on people i'm no, no exaggeration that's exactly why they were getting hit because people, uh, fort fisher of news to share got pissed doused all over his head and he's just filming this stuff and he said he, he wanted to puke i actually spent time recently editing a, a crap load of footage from all that stuff that went on down there that i was able to gather which hopefully one of these days i'll actually put on youtube when i have t- when i have time to do that probably next year but the thing is they you know the the white stuff was like fire hydrant and they yeah they put urine and piss i mean the fact they're actually admitting they put piss on people yeah. and other biological agents just shows you what kind of people you're dealing with disgusting human beings for yeah, one I mean, thing and, that, that's, and that's two the thing. i mean i'll and let then, you finish and, and, they, and then they expect not to get beaten down and then they want to. Well, they wanna... they're asking to get beaten down when you, you don't do that to somebody unless you want to get hurt. <laughs> like honestly, that, okay. that's not even hurt. You want to get murdered. Like that's. I mean, I mean, I, I don't want to sound like a tough that guy. Too. I don't want. I don't want to sound like. I don't want to sound like I. I want to uh, uh, glorify violence. But if you're going to be throwing feces, like, like for for example, I, I was. Sick uh, that. I mean, for example, this is um. And I'm speaking. I'm, I'm, spe- I'm speaking from uh, experience. One time, I was riding my scooter because I used to work in uh, in uh, 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 Dumbo in Brooklyn, yeah. d- down under right. the uh, Manhattan Bridge overpass. 
uh, I used to work uh, work in that neighborhood. I would ride my scooter around the Navy Yard because it was faster, it was cheaper, and you know I was getting exercise. Yeah. Um. And um, you know, this this hipster was on the bike lane. He's like, "Get the fuck out my way! Get the fuck out my way!" And he gets up next to me. He's like, "You why don't you buy a bike and go back to or go back to Africa, you nigger?" I'm like, I "Oh said, yeah, that, yeah, I remember the story." And then I said, "Go fuck yourself." He spits in my face and he yep. fucking starts pedaling. I immediately snapped. I was like, "You motherfucking faggot! Get your faggot ass back over here, you fucking pussy! I fucked your mother! I fucked your sister! I fucked your grandmother! Get your fucking <laughs> pussy ass back and fight me! Fight me to death! Fight me to death!" He freaking pulls down his pants, shows me his ass, and starts pedaling faster. I was going to murder that man if he came back. I said every freaking thing you could tell another man to get him to fight. Any other man would have turned around and said, oh, word? Okay, let's fight. With, yep. the, with the words I said. I mean, and you but, know what but, the best part is, Louie? Yeah. Yeah. You would get scrutinized for your language, but that guy would probably get a pass and ignored by the very people we're talking about now. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and, but imagine you're throwing, you're throwing shit and piss at somebody. I'm sorry. If I had a bat... I would take it to one of their heads because no, no, there's no, there's no passcode. Don't collect two hundred dollars. Go straight directly to hell. I mean, it's like you can't just you, no, no. I mean, one, exactly. And one, one of these days, I am going to show you the footage that I was able to compile of them throwing the piss and crap. And when you see this stuff, you're going to see how disgusting these people are. Well, yeah, that's something that they, you know, they that's a weapon within their arsenal that they mm. use. Very often, I might add. It's, it, I'm actually shocked that they don't use it. Yeah. Ever, you know, they always use it. And the other thing, too, that I wanted to bring up in this clip is they're talking about the cops. They're complaining the cops are too cozy with Proud Boys or Patriots. And they haven't asked themselves why that may or may not be true. Yeah. I think there's a simple explanation for that. When your movement is to fund the police, fuck the police, uh, kill cops, um, we hate cops, we're going to destroy them, who do you think, let's just say if the cops are going to choose sides, which they're not going to actually choose sides, their, their job is to be neutral, but if they were to choose sides, would you choose the side that's saying, like, we want to kill you, or are you choosing the side that screams, uh, we support Blue Lives Matter? Uh, obviously, the, and they yeah. act like that's like weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you know, I mean, when when I was wearing my MAGA hat around New York, uh, you know how many fist bumps I would get from NYPD. I mean, yeah, so you, you know, it's, why would it be weird? Where I mean, the people on our end are not talking about wanting to kill cops every five minutes. No, of course not. We're not talking. We're, not, we're just, quite frankly, we don't have to be fans of cops, but we don't want. To have to be adversaries of either. Yeah, no, but and we're, we're, they, not, we're not we're not breaking windows. We're not causing issues. They're the ones that are fucking acting like complete animals, 
and they could take it however literally they... throwing feces i mean yeah. we're, we're talking animals like that a, yeah. a monkey a, what was it chimpanzees which, which form yeah. of uh Careful. primate actually they, they, all, do, they all do that they all do that I, i've seen a gorilla do that and of course daryl lamont jenkins if he hears that he's gonna be like they're calling me a monkey they're calling me a gorilla like shut up uh, we're not we're, well, we're, we're comparing I, i'm just saying that it's it's a known fact that primates throw feces yes at things or people Exactly. So, and you know, it's also a known fact that if you say you want to murder cops, they're they're probably not going to be friendly to you. But or, if you or, say or you, you know say, you're pro police, they'll probably be friendly with you. Or, and that's I don't know why that's so weird to these yeah. guys. Or if you're saying defund the police to the point where okay, we're going to give we're going to give part of your funding that that's going to pay you your salary to some freaking twenty year old fucking caseworker that's going to go and probably get her ass raped by the domestic violence guy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> thank you. So thank what you, is, I don't thank I, you for making it, a threesome it, what, happen. What blows my mind, Louie, is the fact that they think that's weird. Yeah. They don't understand why that would be the case. If that's even the case, because well, I, no, I, I think the cops are just neutral and they don't want any part of any of this stuff. They yeah. just they just do their job. They're bureaucrats. Well, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because honestly, I, I mean, you you've been on the phone with me when I was walking to, uh, around a uh, uh, city hall the other uh, um, like a couple months back, months ago, months ago. Yeah, I went up to the police when they were setting up the uh, the racial. Uh, uh, the the heroin haven park is a well, I, no no no. This was after they cleaned it all up, where they put they put yeah. they put the the fences up to protect the area, so that way they didn't do that shit again. Uh, I went right. to the police and I said I I thanked them for their service. Yeah, like you know, because honestly, you know, as much as I don't like when it comes to Giuliani back at uh, what he did uh, after nine eleven, I don't I I you know I still will hold that against him. I, hey, I, we're always critical about what he did. Nine eleven, he gets an F on, but yeah. as far as cleaning up the city, it looks like he gets at least a, a good grade on that. Yeah. I mean, the fact is, you know, lawlessness needs to be battled. And are there, are there going to be some bad, egg, bad rotten eggs in the bunch? Yes. There's rotten eggs everywhere. Uh, the fact is, these people are lazy. They want to throw the baby out with the bathwater instead of maybe changing the bathwater. <laughs> you know, or you know, or do, or, or you know, uh, doing doing something that actually cleans it instead of oh, let's just get rid of police and just have lawlessness. Crime is starting to rise back in New York because of people, because of groups like this. They're like, we need to defund the police. Okay, no, what you really want to do is you want to be able to freaking crack someone upside the head, steal their wallet, and have no one tell you nothing because of the color of your skin because you feel like you've been marginalized, you were treated like shit, when possibly nothing's ever happened to you. And the fact of the matter is a lot of times people are just fed up with your shit and you have to be you have to be uh um you have to deal with the consequences of your actions and you don't want to be put uh you don't want that to happen to you that got nothing to do with me so sorry for you but um just remember de blasio is the protege of dinkin Mm -hmm. the former mayor of new york may he rest uh, in hell i'm sure we're going to hear some conversation about mr dinkin and giuliani in this uh, video conversation between these two fairly soon yeah yeah i mean we'll see 
goodness. <laughs> I did get to watch this before, so I have some idea what's going yeah, on yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Rotate. <laughs> right. Reinhold. Michael Reinhold was killed for um for basically defending his friend against Jay Donald Danielson. Um, um, and he was killed by thirty cops or something like that. We heard Donald yeah. Trump. Um, they found him. They didn't want to arrest him, and it was over in fifteen minutes. It was like, okay, and that's gonna bring up something else. To, I mean, like I said, I can ram. No, 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 no. The motherfucker tried to fucking have a firefight. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. They didn't want to arrest him. No, 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 no. He didn't want. He didn't give up without a fight. Like, come on. Come on, Daryl. Come on. Stop lying. This is what I'm saying about the problem with Daryl. Like I said, mm-hmm. not talk about this stuff, but you probably, uh, your eyebrows are going to raise and be like, well, what's going on here? You're missing some details. Mm-hmm. We're missing the full picture. Yeah. So that, that, that's the problem. That's a problem with him. And I've been critical of what's, yeah, so and you're pointing out an example of what I'm saying. That's all, yeah. <laughs> what a fucking prick. Alright, so alright, let's uh ugh. and mind you, oh, yeah, we just, we'll go, we'll go. We, mind you, we just made it we haven't even made it seven minutes into this fucking thing. Like I said, there's a lot of bullshit. There's gonna be a mountain of it. But like, honestly, it's I don't is I, I don't think we're difficult make, as it is to get through it. <laughs> like honestly, I don't even see us making it to uh, uh, you know another fifteen minutes before we have to like end and just do a part well, two. Like I said, we might have to do a two parter on this. Not even, that's not fine even. because we got a lot of bullshit to go through. Yeah, I mean honestly, this is gonna be. A, I, I see this being the next series for the for for the next couple weeks. <laughs> I tell you the truth. <laughs> it might it, it might be necessary because actually he's going to be out in DC on Saturday. He says mm. to combat the Proud Boys. So I think it's what, all what the fuck is he going to do? As someone, he, he has he ever thrown a punch? Like what's he doing? Um, he's just I, well, he was at Charlottesville and he was throwing stuff at uh, white supremacists or people who might have been white supremacists. Okay, so I uh, remember seeing that in footage. So what's he gonna do when someone just has finally has enough? What, what's he gonna do when that one person is gonna snap, sees him throwing shit, and says, "Hey, boy, why the fuck are you throwing shit?" Oh, okay, I'm a racist. Fine, I am a racist. The fuck are you gonna do about it? You because wanna... I think he's depending on the fact that most of our guys aren't actual Nazis that want to kill him. And he knows they're not going to hit him. He knows our guys aren't going to attack him. You know, the people we know and the type of people. The Patriots aren't going to go after him and, like, try to kill him. Like, he will imply. And he knows that. And that's why he's safe out there. He doesn't have to worry. We're not actual Nazis. Mm-hmm. That That's what they, they like to play that word off, that we're Nazis and this and that. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. our guys are not racist against him. They're not Nazis. They're not going to kill him. They're going to probably argue and talk shit to him or yell at him. But aside from that, he's no, he's in no physical danger. And he yeah, knows what, that. What, he what, has what, to know that. If he doesn't know that, he's crazy and delusional. But he, I think he knows that. Yeah, but, I mean, honestly, you have to think those days are numbered. I mean, there's only there's only about a finite amount of times you could go out there and provocateur and do shit to the point where it's like, oh, you're the enemy. You're Daryl Lamont Jenkins. I know. 
Well, that's just I, well. The thing is, he's gotten away with it for so long because nobody actually knew who he was for years. Yeah. Well. Oh well. Sorry. I, mean, I exposed him years ago, and you know, as far as him being out there, I, I, when I found out he was in New York City, I, I rushed to get out there so I could confront him in person because I knew who he was, uh-huh. and I did. Well, I did confront him. Well, here, you know, if everyone's watching the the video stream on YouTube. His picture's right up there. You can see what he looks like. And if you see him out on the street, say hi, Daryl, and tell him Louis B. sent you. And, I mean, if, it, you know, and if you see him throwing some shit, film him throwing some shit, uh, be, do your civic duty, turn him into the police, uh, give him his full fucking name, um, and, and press charges. And if you have to defend yourself, um, <clears throat> do, it, do it as, 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 Legal, the illegal legal uh, amounts. <clears throat> well, he he likes to mostly videotape people more than he does get into physical altercations because he he likes to use that footage for whatever his purpose. Okay, well then this is what you do. This is what you do. Do what take a take a take a page out of their book and disrupt. Hit get in his face. Get in his uh, his field of view. Fuck up his. Uh, his footage. Don't don't get. Don't let him get a good good view. Uh, just really. And he, not- he, he I'll say this. He also he likes to uh, like I said. He likes to label people, and he likes to use certain tactics mm-hmm. where he doesn't cross the line totally mm-hmm. when it comes to illegal. But he hasn't denied possibly doing illegal things, such as uh, you know they. I think he, when he was Occupy Philly, he did mention that it was either him or people he was with stole a bunch of people's stuff. Mm-hmm. So he, he's, they don't mind doing illegal things if they if they can word it in such a way where they can't be incriminated in a court of law. And you'll, you'll get to know more about that in time. But, yeah, there's a lot to go through, and you'll, you'll see. Yeah. All right, so oh goodness, okay, we're gonna, uh, okay, we're gonna, we're just gonna go for another ten more minutes, and we're, we'll end it, we'll end it then, and um, which this looks like it's gonna be a, a three parter. <laughs> so it next, could next, be. It depends how much he talks about and how much we gotta talk about. Yeah, next next of week, the next mountain week. of bullshit that we might have to deal with here. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm already over it. <laughs> Just, I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm like. I'm just. I'm like. Oh fuck him. Well, <laughs> I I hear you on that, but yeah. that's the problem. Is we we that's how many of us feel, but we gotta go through the we gotta go from the motion of actually understanding yeah. what our enemy's doing to us. Exactly. Because you gotta realize something about this guy. He's been on Rachel Maddow. He was interviewed by her and mainstream media mm-hmm. because he is the go-to guy. And that's the way they put it to him. Mm-hmm. And he talks about his tactics of infiltrating groups and pitting people off against each other in these groups, and coming up with sock puppet accounts and you know spying on groups. So he he's somebody we need to understand and pick the brain of if we're going to really comprehend what what's going on to us. And he's played a role in so much of what's happened to all of us. So I, as much as like you might be over it. I understand where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah. It is true. We really do got to yeah. see the rest of the bullshit. That yeah. Oh, out. God. I just, I'm like, okay. Oh, I'm, I'm going to keep playing. Uh, 
And uh, yeah, I got I gotta get something to drink. <laughs> we, we got all kinds <laughs> of directions. Open to nothing. That but comment I, needs to be discussed. I want to go back to the beginning here. You know, for you, it looks like I mean, you have a childhood, you have all these other things, but you end up in the military, mm-hmm. and your anti-racist, anti-hate kind of uh, stuff. You know, from the organizations to any of your actual work on gathering information all starts right after that. It seems uh, this is yeah, what the internet tells me. So, yeah, uh, like, how does that start? You know, you you go from the military to anti-racist organizing. Well, it's kind of like I mean, you know, I was just a straight up um, garden variety bookworm nerd, whatever. Um, growing up, I mean, I was interested in history. I was interested in the civil rights movement. I was interested in what happened to the Nazis or the not so much the Nazis. Um, but the clan after every, and the races after everything was over in 1960. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided exceptional care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to give children and healthcare heroes a reason to believe this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. Yeah, supposedly. <laughs> so, so I heard about this guy named Bill, so, you know, we had these things in in our um in our classes and while we was going to school, every week they will give us something called the weekly reader, something that we can um something about the news of the week, um tailored to kids. <laughs> and they were still able to give us an article about what's happening with the Klan. <laughs> <laughs> well then, so all you guys who are talking about it being politically correct about bringing up race or the clan today to kids they did it in 78 yeah <laughs> i was reading okay so the clan so there is a ku klux klan that still exists never seen them um and okay wait not- wait 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 there's a ku klux klan that doesn't exist but he's never seen them <laughs> well i guess from the context of uh where he was at that time period, I don't know. I mean, Can't, I don't know about today, but you know, I, I definitely know. Well, I kind of do know about today, but I, I, I think you get what I'm saying. I mean, if a white person screams "nigga" in the woods, is he really a Klansman? <laughs> Wait, no, no. Uh, a, it only takes a, it only takes one, Chloe. Oh my goodness, the one to be a threat, and that's why we gotta spend fifty thousand Antifa people out to the woods to find that one guy because. Oh my God! He might spread and create millions of clans people because. But they don't go into the woods, and everyone thinks he's insane. But they—they're not going into the woods. They go into the inner cities. Oh, let's see. How's that work? Um. Well, how does everything they're doing work? How's that work? Well, like I said, I don't think they're actually chasing Nazis. I—I I, I think that maybe they Daryl might have been like. 20 years ago. I don't know if he is now. Motherfuckers. Uh, actually, like- yeah, he did a couple years ago. He, he went after the National Socialist Movement at a rally they were at. It, it, it was a Nazi rally. But the thing is, they're far and few. And the state of Proud Boys are a bunch of Nazis and white supremacists. That, that's, that's, or fascists, neo fascists, I think they call them. That's, that's, that's a little bit of a push. Actually, that's a that's a big push. Uh, right. <laughs> I don't so, think that's the case. All right, let's do this. Yeah. Um, that's what got me into um watching them and keeping an eye out on them. 
eye out for him and stuff like that. It was around that same time I found out about another Klansman by the late not so great Tom Metzger. And he was uh, good old Metzger. Out around <laughs> at the time. Ironically, it was also the same show that introduced me to the Guardian Angels. Um, and so I got a chance to um, learn about Tom Metzger. And anytime I would see articles about the Klan and stuff like that, um, getting chased out of town here and there, you know, it, 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 it basically, I just gravitated towards that. I gravitated towards anything that was um, um, considered um, um, some racist agitation coming from um, white people. Skokie, there was a TV show, TV movie called Skokie calling, called, um, that was featured Danny Kay. And, the, uh, and Kay, and it was about the Skokie incident, about the, um, the clan that wanted to march in Skokie. And they hey, Louie, pause that. All right, go ahead. Uh, are you familiar with that Skokie uh, no. march? No, I'm not. Uh, if, I, if I'm correct, um, I believe the ACLU at the time mm-hmm. actually represented the Klan and the Nazis' right to march there because they had civil liberty reasons. Oh. That was before the ACLU decided to... Oh, full anti-civil liberties union, <laughs> or you know, anti-American, you know, or anti-civil liberties. Yeah, but yeah, I think you get what I'm saying. But yeah, they actually they represent them at the time, if I'm not mistaken. You, you can look that up for yourself and see. But I just I just wanted to mention that little detail because I don't think Daryl's going to mention that. So I just had to say. That. I got. I, I, I just no. I just got a message about a certain friend of mine, uh, or a certain friend of ours, and by friend I mean uh, Jack uh, Douche Nozzle. Uh, uh, okay, uh, let's go back. Get an idea yes. of what the Nazis were about, besides hating Jews. Until I heard them use the N word on this move in this movie, and I said, "Okay, all right, that that's." That means they're our enemy too. Okay, but what really, but what really uh, did it for me was when I was in the Air Force. I joined the Air Force. I was um, just basically some. My father thought it was a good idea to join the Air Force so I can have money for college. That didn't work out because I got kicked out. Um, I wonder why. I I honestly don't know the reason why he was kicked out. I'm sure there's a lot of speculative reasons for mm-hmm. that. Or assumptions. I, I'm not gonna. Like, I can't prove any of that honestly, right now. From, from um, what I hear about the but, Air Force, I mean, it's very like honestly, it's the Air Force when it comes to the branches of military. It is one of the most laid back branches. That is pretty funny, actually. That you would, that would be the one that he would be. It, it wasn't the Marines. It wasn't the Army or Navy. No. But the Air Force, and you're telling me that's the lenient, most lenient you've heard? Yeah, that's from what I've heard. It is one of the most lenient. Well, um, I mean, I don't, he, I don't think he mentions why he was kicked out of the Air Force. Of course not. Although maybe he does, but he spins it as saying maybe they're racist. I, I don't really remember the reason, but uh, you know, yeah, 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 it is interesting. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> but. Just before I got kicked out, I was watching Oprah. 
Popra. And the only reason why I'm gonna be gravit I'm gonna gravitate to a TV show after a shift is if there's Nazis on it. And mm-hmm. there was this new group called the Skinheads that was on, and it was um, not only the first time I saw the Skinheads, so Skinheads in action, but I saw the Skinheads on the other side, <laughs> right. the real ones, right. the Chicago crew that was smacking around cash and all that, and. That was when I start, and I, that was when I decided I started. It was time to start documenting. Now, um, I was about. It, it was within the, within that year. I just started. I ended up getting getting the boot, and uh, but by that time, I was um I started documenting. Gotten the transcript from that show. I looked for a recording of that show somewhere. I couldn't find it until later. Um, Geraldo happened. The Geraldo fight happened. Yep. which features some of the same people and then it was like yeah it's on yeah uh, yeah document everything and that was the best way I could do it um, and, and that's what got me on my journey to anti-fascism before I even knew that word was a thing <laughs> hey Louie pause it real quick that, uh, it's All interesting right. to- yep yeah uh, he, what he's talking about just to give a little context there mm. were a lot of like talk shows back in the late 80s early 90s yes where they would bring skinheads on the the show yeah and not every skinhead they brought on were neo-nazi racist ones that were you know associated with tom metzger mm-hmm. they had some anti-racist type skinheads but the funny thing about those and you know the sharps that they brought on the you know skinheads against racial prejudice mm-hmm. i believe it was called Mm-hmm. They were pro-American, pro-Constitution. They they were just anti-Nazi, and they weren't pro-communist per se, or at least they weren't on TV. When, in some of these shows, they did. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just I just want to mention that. Right. So yeah, he's talking about watching these shows back then and getting transcripts of them and like trying to track these people down, doing research. That's what he's talking about some of that stuff. Okay. Back in you know dark, that time, I just want to bring a little um, so clarification on some of that. So basically, he's been lazy and good for nothing since Jump. Like he's just painting. Um, he just he would just <laughs> paint everyone as a Nazi because they they probably shared like one like minor fucking characteristic. Oh, skinhead! Oh my god, that means Nazi! Ding 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 ding! That's all I need. Well, you know what it was? Back in those days, the the whole Nazi skinhead thing, there definitely were a bunch of those guys, and you did have some, like, you know, uh, that's when actual Nazis were really dangerous and out in the streets doing things. Mm -hmm. But not every skinhead, you know, was Mm pro-Nazi. And that often gets uh, misrepresented by... uh, There's a lot of ignorance about the whole skinhead culture and movement itself. If you did research on that, you would learn a lot. Well, the the skinhead... A lot of people would. The skinhead movement really started in Jamaica, didn't it? Well, like England with the... You know, they they were into Jamaican ska-type music, and you you had rude boys, you know, black guys that, you know, they they were involved with it. I mean, it was... uh, Mm -hmm. It was back in the, the late 60s, and, you know, eventually, you know, the National Front, and you did have some white power skins come about, and the whole, you know, throughout the 80s with the, the you know, different types of, you know, anti-fascist music and, you know, anti-communist type music genres coming out, you know, rock against communism. 
not all rock against communism was uh, white supremacy or white power stuff. There, there was a lot of anti-communist, pro, you know, civic nationalist stuff going on too. Mm-hmm. But Daryl was kind of, you know, he's talking about a lot of stuff back in the eighties. I mean, there really were skin Nazis, and they were, you know, they were instances where they really did kill people. But not everybody in the skin and movie was in the movement was a Nazi, obviously, and. There are a lot of anti-Nazi skins. I mean, mm. <laughs> when you look into the history, you learn. But this is how far back Daryl goes into going after people. And like I said, he might have went after some real deal like people, but unfortunately, he has a tendency to conflate everybody. At least, definitely in modern times, if he wasn't doing it back then. So that just goes to show you how long he's been doing this stuff. That's why it's important to understand what he's doing, because he's been in this a long time. Mm. So I just I had to mention that stuff. All right, so let's go. Yes. Journey. Now the time period there we're talking about is uh, like eighty nine, ninety, right right around that time period when all that was kind of going was, on for it you. Was. Yeah, it was. I would say um, it was eighty seven. It was eighty seven, February of eighty seven, that I saw that Oprah show. Um, later on, no, February eighty-eight. Yeah, it will probably be February eighty-eight. It was, um, it was that show. Then it went um, because by, by November eighty-eight, I've already saw my Public Enemy concert, so I was really radicalized then. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um, that was when um I saw the Geraldo show, and then March I was out of the Air Force, and I just started just gathering the information on my own, started going to my own protests and everything, you know, I mean, everything just started happening. So yeah, I would say from February 88 to like March 31st, 89, I was in the air force and, and I would say about um, 89, that's when the ball really got rolling, but I ended up in um, the music scene more than the, more than the um, um, political scene. I was just, but although I will say is the fun part. Yep. David Dink is one in 89, mayor of New York, first black mayor of New York. New York, from that point on, after Bensonhurst, that happened in August of that year, um, New York became the petri dish for the alt, for what we call the alt right now. Because <laughs> everything that, I mean, they, they just basically made black people a stranger in their own city. They used, they threw the book at us left and right. Some of the nastiest people in New York would eventually be seen at American Renaissance conferences. And they were and they were high profile. And it was attacking David Dinkins and black people relentlessly for those four years. And then when Giuliani came in, it was it was all out war. It was yeah. a straight up all out war. I would so, say pause this, Louie. All right, go ahead. Well you see what he's talking about now, the mayors. Remember how we brought up Dinkins and uh, Giuliani earlier? Mm-hmm. Well, look how he's describing both of them. Hmm. It's like a parallel universe compared to what we said. He was implying, oh, well, he, he it sounds, I don't know if I'm hearing this correct. Maybe you can clarify for me. It sounds like he's praising Dinkins and vilifying Giuliani because of uh, the change in policies. I don't know. Is that what you're hearing or am I hearing it wrong? Hmm. It just sounds like no one, no one uh, is good for him. 
because he's he's implying well Dinkins basically gets a pass because he you know first black mayor. Yeah, I mean, and he turned out to be one of the worst mayors we've ever had. And he's implying well he's he makes it sound like he's okay. I again I, I I'm I'm having a little comprehension problem here. I don't know if I'm hearing him correctly, but he's like he's implying Giuliani had all that war. And Dinkins, like, you know, he's the first black mayor, so the, the quote-unquote well, alt-right, which I don't think existed back then, yeah. was, like, having it all, you know, going after blacks everywhere and this well, and that's, that. Well, that's the thing. I mean, under under Dinkins, New York City was bombed out and depleted. In fact, they were, they were I, I remember Dinkins as mayor when I was a little kid, and there was, like, uh, there were still, like, lo- empty lots full of rubble. When Giuliani came in, and started doing what he was doing. Uh, the the city was getting developed. All these empty lots were were having buildings built on it. Buildings were being, um, you know, uh, 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 renovated and and cleaned up. And and you know, Forty Second Street got cleaned up. And I mean, even though they're still like pimps and prostitutes, you know, they they had to hide. I mean, still at the early stages of the cleanup is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, I mean. You know they, you know, but they, they, you know, he Disney-fied it. Uh, I mean, you know, you might not like corporatism, but I mean, it brings jobs. It brings jobs. Huh. I mean, but look at look at look at under De Blasio, under De Blasio, freaking everyone, every thinking uh, a dinky, a dinky, yeah. a dinky, a I dinky don't know what to call. Yeah, di- he's a dinky. <laughs> he's dinky. Uh, <laughs> He's dinky too. Yeah, he's dinky. Yeah, um, he just yeah. He's just horrendous. But, look, but it, it's just funny. Uh, I'll let you speak. And yeah. I'll, I'll respond. yeah, I mean, it's just it, it, like Dinkins. I mean, oh, he's the first black. You know, if you're gonna be the first anything, why don't you do good? Like, uh, like if I was the first Puerto Rican mayor, the last thing I want to be known for is fucking up the economy. <laughs> I mean, it's like, uh, like I, I, mean, has, I hear you on that. And actually, if I do run into Daryl in the future, I would like to ask him his views on Dinkin so I can get a, a clarification on yeah. whether or not he was in favor of him. I'm not going to attack him his, on his answer. I just want to know. And then I can, you know, dissect it later. But the thing is, I, I, I think in a parallel universe, he thinks Dinkin was a, a great mayor and, and Giuliani was a terrible mayor, and I guess this is a reflect. If this uh, is a correct assumption, then this would uh, explain, in a parallel universe, why he's against all the stuff that we are in favor of. But it, yeah, this—it's interesting to pick the mind of these people. You're starting to get an inside scoop of what how they think mm-hmm. when it comes to these specific details, and that—that's. Yeah, like I said, it's funny we brought that up tonight, and uh, he's talking about it, and mm-hmm. the history of it. And I don't know, the history of what he's saying, again, is uh, contradictory to what you're, you recognize or know about yeah. these two instances mm-hmm. in time. So, anyway, I just wanted to, I, I thought we should pause that to talk a little bit about that. All right. So, um, I, honestly, uh, just let's just end it here. For now, this will be the end of part one. Uh, we'll continue it at 1328. 
Uh, <laughs> I know that sounds like we haven't made any progress, but God, like I said, it's just it's interesting him going through this whole history, yeah, of where he was at the time, yeah, and, and it's I would argue it's his history mm-hmm. because the history that you and I have is a little different, yeah, in, in terms of what we understand or think. So it's good that his history is uh, now. Um, you know, conflicting with the ones that we know. Yeah, I mean, I would because like to, we I, can talk about this. I like to personally thank him for sticking his head uh, uh, above the ground, so that way we could whack it down like a like a whack a mole, whack a mole. Like, all right. <laughs> but honestly, yeah. it's like it's like you know. the, these motherfuckers are a chore, aren't they? <laughs> they're just a they're fucking. Very, they're just it, a fucking it, chore. That's <laughs> like I can't. I'm, it, I just can't. I know. I understand what you're saying, Louis. I do, yeah. and believe me, I I have to spend the time to listen to this stuff and myself. Yeah. And if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't know as much as I know mm-hmm. for the last eight years, which I warned about. And you know, you've had me on many times, and we've talked about many of these things. And mm-hmm. when you started digging into the research yourself, you were finding evidence that confirms basically what I described to you yeah. to a T yeah. showing and then you read things I never even read, mm-hmm. but it magically I was on point with everything I was telling you. Exactly. Because I read so much other stuff and listened to <clears throat> these people talk on many occasions. So that, that's why I knew so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's so uh, as much of a task it is, it's important that we go for the uh, motions of dealing with it. Right. Cuz right. uh, there's more in this recording that is very important. And he's going to talk about later on what we need what he thinks needs to be done in the modern age beyond the history lesson he's giving. And that's the part that's going to be important for everyone to pay attention mm-hmm. to in the coming you know, show that we do next time. Right. It, assuming we get that far. I think we will though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, you know, I don't want I don't want this show to be too long because then people won't listen to it. We uh, so um, come back next week. We're definitely doing a part two, possibly part three, part ten. Because <laughs> honestly, well, honestly, I mean, know. say what you will about Daryl Lamont Jenkins, but he does have a talent on packing the most bullshit per per square inch. <laughs> he just you know, he's he's an interesting character and like, the more you get to watch just watching his footage and what he does and says and interacting with him you're gonna learn a lot about bullshit and i i i can safely say that bolsheviks i've i've dealt with it right. <laughs> bolsheviks <laughs> bullshit yes so yeah, yeah. So there's more to, there's definitely plenty to talk about and I appreciate you doing this clip, yeah. showing us stuff. Oh man, it's just—he's a fucking chore. <laughs> he's a fucking. Uh, I know. He's a it's fucking no shortage of. Oh god. So, anyways, uh, le- please like, comment, subscribe. How you are listening to the show? Follow me on Parlor at Louis B. Uh, feel free and help us help the show out by shopping on Amazon. Go to tinyurl.com slash Louis B and just shop normally knowing that uh, everything that you buy uh, helps uh, helps grow the crotch shot radio show. Um, you know, it, you know, the prices stay the same. I just get credit for the sale. Uh, Gabe, uh, you could uh, actually Gabe, why don't you tell them where your videos are? 
Uh, I have a YouTube channel. It's called GB0083 on YouTube. And you can check out some of the latest footage I put up. I put up footage from uh, the Trump rally from a couple weeks ago that I have on there. I'm, I'm working on a whole slew of videos mm -hmm. for the future. Um, I'm going to have a bunch of archival stuff up next year. Mm -hmm. And hopefully I'll have more footage from the past few years up in the... Uh, you know, coming weeks, if not coming months, I'm I'm still editing a lot of stuff, but uh, mm -hmm. I, I'm going to have a lot of, let's just say I'll have a history myself to show right. of everything that's been going on, at least since 2007. So, yeah, I, I recommend you go do, do that. I used to have a Facebook page. I don't anymore because I, I've been put on the permanent ban list. Yeah, same here. So, you <laughs> know, if you want to see what's going on on my end, <laughs> you know, be sure to support the YouTube channel. And whatever else I'm on, because, you know, the, the more they censor us, the less our voice is going to be heard. And it, today it's us, tomorrow can be used. So we got to support each other. Right. And free speech for all. Right. So uh, let's thank everyone for listening. Please like, comment, subscribe, share the show however you uh, like to listen or watch the show. And as always, from my house to your house, mahalo. And. And that's the end of my show, Donk. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.